Welcome, friends. You have reached I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast, wherein two hopefully open-minded mid-40s curmudgeons stare down the ever-impending prospect of their entertainment irrelevance. You hear that sound? Right in the mic. It's a clue. It's a hint. It's a clue. Uh, Here's another clue. My name is Noah Tarno. I am your co-host. I am also the founder and senior quiz master of The Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show spectacular. Uh, Joining me from far, far away in the dam of the Amster, in the lands of the nether, in the and of the hall. What is your name? Who are you, sir? Uh, my name is Bill sense. Scurry, and I'm affiliated with something called American Caesar Enterprises, right. which, Noah, this week uh, is a private yeah. laboratory which specializes in exposing spiders to radiation and releasing them in Queens high schools. I, it wasn't a high school. They went on like a like a trip, like a field trip to like some science place, and yeah, that's we, where Peter it, Parker that's, got that's there. Now right? that's the most unreal part of the whole thing. The, the radiation, the that's spider, the, the, you know, yeah. But the most unreal part is that they went on a field trip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I tell you, that's one crazy. The spider one bite like rewrites this dude's DNA. I'm starting yeah. to think uh, what's more unrealistic, that or a teenager single handedly invents these amazing web shooters that he can swing from rooftops on. Uh, yeah, I guess when you, you have to when you start crisscrossing right. and overlapping these things, the probability of them become less and less. Yeah. Do you remember when the first Spider-Man movie came out? He had organic web shooters, right? Yes, yes. They, and people were so upset. This was like the the early days of internet nerds, comic book nerds being mad at comic book movies. And I remember actually reading about and going to a website, noorganicwebshooters.com. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, like sure. protesting. Yeah. I like that uh, idea. And I think that might have been the one. I think it was a great idea. I thought it might. Well, at first, it's, it's, it's logical. It saves you a headache. Much the same yeah. way the Dr. Manhattan thing did, the, the little shortcut they took about that in the Watchmen movie. Um, you know, I'm not saying it's great. I'm just saying it made, it, it was a shortcut that was born of convenience. Um, I think the web shooter thing might have been the one element of James Cameron's screenplay that survived all the drafts. I think that's what really? it was. Yeah, I think Cameron was like, how do we solve the web shooter thing? It's like, well, if he can do all the spider things, why not give him a freaking spinneret under his wrists? I, I also thought it really was interesting from the point of view of all right, Spider-Man's a teenager. That has always been fundamental. But like really viewing the getting bit and turning into the spider as this like puberty thing. So it almost called it out in a kind of gross but a kind of clever way. It yeah. was like, it was like you know, first time you come. Yeah, I mean, no, that, and not, the, the scene, not to get vulgar. The scene used but it web really shooters, called that out. It looked like so. semen in, in his bedroom. Yeah. I mean, it was. I think it was very intentional. It wasn't wasn't weird. I think. Oh, it, I'm yeah. sure it was. And I I didn't think of that on my own. I read it in some think piece yeah. shit. When did that movie come out? 2000? 2001? 2002, I think. Yeah. yeah Spider-Man 1? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, it was a good movie. It wasn't bad. Yeah, um, very good. We've gotten a few good Spider-Man movies. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is not a Spider-Man movie podcast. This is not a movie podcast. This is not a Spider-Man podcast. So rest easy, <laughs> non geek friends. What we do on this show is we look at something that is hot, happening, new, hip among, quote unquote, the kids. Uh, and we try to make sense of it. Sometimes we like it. Sometimes we hate it. Sometimes we don't get it. Sometimes we do get it. Uh, but today, the kids, quote unquote, actually, I think, is applying to young children. This is a topic that first came to my attention from a young fan of ours, uh, Ms. Sarah Wylan of Berkeley, California. 
aka my eight-year-old niece. And she went to sleepaway camp for the first time this summer. And she came back. I said, hey, Sarah, you know, what's something the kids at camp were into? And she gave me this bracelet. You can't see, but I am now holding it. I need to give it back to her soon, though. It is a little multicolor rubber bracelet with these little bubbles on the side that you can pop. This one doesn't really make a lot of sound. You can pop them back and forth. It's kind of a fidget toy. And the most common term for this kind of thing is poppets. Yeah. And Sarah told me about it, gave me this one, and since then discovering that poppets are all the rage this year. There are countless upon countless TikTok videos, people playing with poppets, people experimenting with their poppets. Can you believe whether there are this many rages? Not just a rage, but it's it's a rage. Yes. It's all the rage. It's all the rage. There is no part of the rage that there's not poppets. (laughs) Uh, So these things are everywhere. I have two bracelets, but... A more common form might be these kind of tray things where you just put it down. You And some make, mine don't really pop very loudly. It depends. If I put it on the table, I can, I don't know if you hear that. Here, I'll put it closer to the mic. Uh, that noise That noise sounds a little, uh, little suggestive, my friend. Be careful with that. Oh, sorry, sorry. We're not getting back to the web shooter scene. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> no, this is for the kids. So, um like trays you pop them and you turn it over and you pop it again there are tons of TikTok videos these have been sold in various forms various ways poppets I believe is a generic term I can't really tell uh, and it kind of took off earlier this year uh, well I'll get to that in a minute let's go back to the beginning so poppets which are also known as bubble fidgets or push poppers uh, the original poppets were believed to be the brainchild of two Israeli game designers. Their names were Thea and Ora Koster. This is, this is an were, incredible uh, origin. This is such a weird origin story. It's unbelievable. Yeah, they were yeah. World War II European refugees. In fact, Theo Koster was a classmate of Anne Frank's. Yeah, he was Dutch. So, folks, two degrees of separation from Anne Frank and poppets. How about that? <laughs> um, and here's the funny thing. They met in the U.S., moved to the U.S., and they invented the board game Guess Who. Yeah. You know that game, Bill, right? Yeah, Guess I who. do. That's, yeah. Uh, friend of the show, Katie Vanino, when she was in college, she and her friends made a custom version of Guess Who with just their friends' faces on it, which I always thought was very funny. Uh, so they invented uh, Poppets. <laughs> it's a great story. In 1974, Aura Coster's um, sister died of breast cancer. <laughs> and apparently, Aura had a dream afterwards. Imagining a large field of breasts and pushing the nipple down so that it popped down and would pop up again. And that inspired them to make a toy uh, to kind of mimic the sensation of bubble wrap. And by the way, folks, bubble wrap is a trademark term. It it is a trademark of the Sealed Air Corporation. That's a bad uh, company name. Mm -hmm. So, yes, when you call it bubble wrap. Great hits hits in the 90s, though. Seals Air. (laughs) 90s, 70s. Uh, anyway, so uh, they invented this thing in the 70s and uh, basically invented the poppets as we know them today, but uh, they never took off. There wasn't enough easily available of the kind of rubber they needed, and it kind of sat fallow, and I believe they were still selling them in some form. Their kids took over the business, and they sold it to a larger game company in 2009, which I believe was uh, started selling them in 2014 as a game, Last One Lost two-player game where players take turns pushing the bubbles and the and then they sold a few thousand starting in 14 and in 2019 it was picked up by target and then 
it took off on the media's social. And the big video that got it going was um, there is a monkey in North Carolina named Gaitlin Ray. Don't ask me. And Gaitlin has her own YouTube, uh, TikTok channel. And there was a very cute video of Gaitlin with a tray, uh, like a poppet thing, circular poppet, popping all of them. Very cutely, very, you know, uncanny valley, human yes. dexterity, methodical, flipping it over, doing it again. Uh, and that got a couple zillion views. Hey, by the way, do you, now, think that, do you think that Gaitlin Ray is a neighbor of the Holderness family down in North Carolina? Are they in North Carolina? I don't remember yeah. that. Yeah, they're in Raleigh. They're all in Raleigh. Gaitlin Ray is one of the Holderness kids dressed in a costume. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so in the last two years, estimated 500 million to a billion poppet toys of some form have been sold. Uh, the company that owns the official poppets, you know, the Coster's design, says they're almost all knockoffs. Um, and over 2.5 billion people are watching poppet videos on TikTok right now. Uh, taking playgrounds by storm to the point where with all toys uh, that distract people, they've been banned from certain schools. Although considering kids have been banned from a lot of schools these days, really, what what do poppets mean? Uh, I find kids and, distracting uh, as well. I find, yeah, well, some kids. Uh, and look, some people are praising this as a subset of an earlier topic of I Don't Get It, the pop culture got of my long cast, a fidget toy. These are effective fidget toys, something to play with, keep your mind occupied. Uh, maybe a little, you know, a little affirmation thing for the, uh, uh, what's what's the term, the polite term now for um, neurodivergent, neurodivergent, which I think we all are to some extent. I think I am to a couple, you know, I'm, I, I don't have anything diagnosable, but I'm telling you, I've I've become a big fan of fidget toys. I'm a, I'm a fidgeter. I'm a fidgeter for sure. So I don't know. I don't know if that term applies to me. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Probably not. Anyway, so fidget toys, you know, my niece brought it back from camp. It's a thing. It's all over the, the media, social, all over the toy stores. Uh, Bill, uh, I got two of these little bracelets. I wanted to buy more at Target yesterday. I got there at 6.05. They had closed at 6. So uh, tough to be. Too bad. That's the way it goes, my friend. Target, too fancy for the evening hours. So, Bill, what do you think of Poppets? Well, I'll lead off by saying I was not able to find one of these in, in Amsterdam. I'm not saying they aren't so here. So you have none. You have no experience with the thing you're supposedly going to pontificate I'm gonna, on. I, and the country Great. is going to follow job, my lead. Good exactly. Job. No, but yeah. it's not. these aren't the easiest thing to find because we don't have... I mean, there's, there aren't... There box. are no children in the Netherlands. Children just play with wooden shoes. They do. They, they, what is it? The, yeah. the hoop with the stick that you uh, roll through the The hoop with the stick. They, yeah. they stick their fingers in the dike, and, and that's that's all the entertainment they What do. they do is they teach kids... One of the first things they teach them to do is brew beer here when they're like four years old. You know, It's, <laughs> for cra- it's a craft artisanal kind of thing, you know? <laughs> they play with... My best friend... My imaginary friend is Mr. Funnel. <laughs> it's kids first earthen berm used to hold water back you know that's exactly what they come up with here no but they don't have gigantic not look in amsterdam uh, it's exactly what you think it is it's it's not easy to find a toy store they have small little hobby shops and stuff like that but it's really difficult to see where this something like this might be whether it's going to be at a puzzle shop a game shop where do we get legos from you don't have targets you don't have things like that so there, it's a lot harder to find things not to say i couldn't have ordered one perhaps but i don't think it would have gotten here in the time it took between deciding on the topic but i mean i think that watching the videos of the stuff uh, reading about it and it, you know something first of all came across uh, the, the very first thing I had was which is almost a, a little bit of relief thinking that oh you know usually I have never heard of something because it's siloed yeah, that's one of the running themes of this show the motif is that 
you go from silo to silo and these amazing things that are hugely popular are completely, you know, uh, uh, hermetic, hermetically sealed. And you'll never come across them unless we actively go and look for them. It's weird. And it's like, well, I'd never heard of this thing, but it was like an old fashioned ignorance because, you know, this is definitely not siloed. It's just um, it's just something I would never come across. It is it is a type of toy uh, where it is sold. Who would use it for purposes that would never come across my cultural transom? And I remember that's the way things used to be, where it's like, no, of course, you would not see everything in your life, but you would know about huge things. And this is a huge thing that I just didn't know about because it's not it's not my deal. You know, the the, the shape of it, it's weird because it's like when you describe this as a topic, uh, I really didn't know what, you know, visually in my head, I'm like, okay, is it a little machine? Is it a little, little kit with hard plastic? Does it have like buttons? Does it look like a telephone? You know, and, and then I saw it and it's like, oh, this looks like a... <laughs> yes, I don't get it. Those little Fisher-Price phones that every kid yeah. had in the late 70s. With, with the yeah. rolling eye and the red the red handset. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but it's like, it's like um, instead, it looks like a waffle. Well, the ones I saw look like waffle irons. You know, they do. They, yes. They, they have yeah, the sure. same little... The dep- they, it's a circle with a grid and like little depressive pits in the center. And the idea is that the, the silicone it's made out of bends in the one way. So you essentially pop, pop, pop the whole array of them. And then you flip it over and you do it all over again, right? And it did, obviously... I get the fidget spinner connection. I get the or the we also had the little blocks. There was a I think each each of us had like a little cube that had a different feature on each side of the fidget almost, cube, yeah. Yeah, fidget cube. Yeah. And it's like it didn't do anything other than create a sensation. There was a tactile feeling to it. Yeah. Uh, at least the fidget cube. Hey, I think, one of the five senses, man. Come on, that's important. No, it is. It is. And it's like, well, with the fidget cube, did the little rolling thing mean more than the than the button, than the toggle stick? Not necessarily. Like, I didn't get enough enjoyment in each of those things. But it's like, this was this is one sensation, one, uh, you know, one uh, interaction with the product just repeated over and over again. And so I guess, you know, it, it makes sense. I, I don't remember exactly the things that I played with when I was a small kid. Um, I, I can't say that they weren't like that. Uh, you know, things that really were, mo- you know, like I'm, I, I was over at a friend's house and I was watching the kid in the crib and it's like the crib had built in like little buttons in the wall. And I just saw the kid kind of like smacking at the buttons for like 20 minutes. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I guess if you are eight months old or so, uh, you have no idea what this is. You're testing reality. It is something that, you know, you, yeah, you you're have exploring it. your world. You're exploring your world and motion mm-hmm. and color and movement and sound and tactile things. You know, it's like your brain can't quite process what you're looking at. You know, people are just blobs. But you assume that, you know, you can actually feel carpet. You can feel warm flesh. You can feel, you know, bath water. You can feel little clicky, spinny things on the wall. But it's like I, you know, was just as sort of nonplussed by this as I was with fidget spinners. You know, just like, oh, here's a fidget spinner thing. That was visual. People did. It was a lot of like uh, CNBC uh, stories about fidget spinners because you could show, you know, you can show a little visual of somebody, uh, you know, making the fucking thing go to a helicopter twist in, in your fingers. Uh, but you can say, well, this little this little gigaw took the world by storm and people really care about it now. Um, I mean, you, you of course, you do have... Um, the other weird story, which, you know, I mean, I love the origin of this thing. The two people you mentioned, the Costers, and the fact that their whole thing, they are, I don't want to say eccentrics because I don't know who they were. However, their whole reason for being was they were just a fucking invention factory. They had this remit from the universe to create games and toys and puzzles. One would assume of a certain age level, but they were they were relentless. You know, like they created this thing in 75. I think they only died 
I think she died in 2009 and he died in 11 or something like that. Like they, they lived until mm-hmm. their 80s. They're buried they're buried in Israel somewhere. Uh, there I saw a photo in one of those articles showing their tombstones and they look like guess who uh things they look uh, like they're from a guess who game. i wouldn't be surprised right and i mean i don't know if they made a lot of money they did it because they were driven they did it because they were interested yeah. they were interested in it they did it because it was like a real passion you know and they kept doing it they kept inventing you those are the two things we know of the most with it with this thing mm-hmm. now the pop it would have been obscure had it not been for whatever pandemically related uh, Ga- gaitlin ray the the monkey yeah yeah that's but then you know like to hit to hit uh, to strike lightning a few times like that to have that uh, guest who game and this, that's more interesting to me. Yeah, and the fact that the guy you know survived. He was a Jew in 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 fucking Amsterdam and he managed to get out of the country and he changed his name to something less Jewish, but then uh, you know went back to Israel and had a long life there with this woman. That stuff is fascinating. You know that was actually way more fa- obviously it's way more fascinating than the toy itself. Um, so in fact, I did like doing the research because I saw something I did not think I would ever see. Just fucking mm. connection to Anne Frank and all that stuff. But anyway, <laughs> everyone's got a story. What did you What did you think of it? Uh, so I I got these two bracelets. I can't stop playing with these fucking things. You know, um, I really did want another one because I feel like these. Watching the videos, the two I have are unsatisfactory from a sound perspective like i said they don't pop loudly enough for my taste now they do so the motion i could see but they don't have the report the little satisfying yeah. crinkle yeah right i want to get one of those big tray and they have them in all sorts of shapes and colors and you know you look at the videos you see like the little one the giant one you know huge ones and one shaped like animals and fruits and you know people are creative with that it's silicone it's easy for toy makers to to shape and of course the videos people get creative with um a lot of people like to pour liquids in them and freeze them or pour plaster in them. or, I mean, some of them it's got to be safe to cook in. They're silicone. Uh, so I can't stop playing with these fucking things. But in terms of what I actually think about them, I mean, sure, fine. Who cares? Um, this is a very small topic. I mean, it's like fidget spinners. I will be fucking floored if this is at all a thing two, three months from now. Um so partly because I think the pleasure is limited. Like, as I said before, I like fidget toys. I keep, um, again, you can't see it. I keep a Gumby by my desk. I play with Gumby a lot. Gumby's a big thing for me. Uh, what do I also have? This is my favorite fidget toy these days. This is ridiculous. This is, I bought a gel insert for my shoes because I'm an old man. And you know you got to trim around the gel insert to fit oh, in your shoes. So this I was kind of wondering. This is the yeah, excess. I'm seeing on the camera. It's where he's, he's got a little right. blue crescent moon. Like a little blue crescent moon. This is the best fucking... You could stretch it. You could wrap it. You could snap it. This is... I should sell these, right? right? Just play with this fucking thing. It's that sil- and, silicone uh, insert from Dr. Scholl's, right? That's what totally it is. Yeah. Cut into a crescent. I don't yeah. think it was Dr. Scholl's. I think it was a. It was like CVS brand or whatever. You get whatever. the point, though, yeah. Don't get Dr. Scholl's credit for this, man. Um, so, uh, yeah. Gumby's my fidget toy. I have Pokey, too, but I fidgeted with Pokey so much I broke his legs. He can't stand it anymore. Oh, man. You have to you have, to, you have to shoot him now. You have to shoot him in the back of the head now. I have to shoot him and turn him into and turn him into silicone glue. Uh, so, I like fidget toys. I found them very useful during meetings, for all the reasons people talk about. They just I don't know if it's focus, but it's just alleviating something. I was a fidgety child, and I actually think something like this would have helped me. But you know, when we were kids, I mean, go back a hundred years, children only spoke when spoken to, sit still, all that. And while obviously things had loosened up by the 80s when we were children, you know, still fidgeting was frowned upon, especially in school. 
And I don't know how teachers deal with kids playing with poppets or whatever. It is a distraction, and you're not supposed to do that. But I get a lot of value when I'm like in a meeting, just idly playing with my hands. And I hope it's not distracting the people in the meeting with me. No, but I mean, you can you can multitask and task load. That's why it's different. For right. You. But it's not even a task because you're doing it unconsciously. Sure. Right. You're not really thinking. No, no but I think but a, but a kid it's probably like, a kid. It's like making out. The, you don't think right. what I'm going to do next. Night for a, kid, sure. a kid might not have the ability. You have to pay attention to either one or the other. But as adult, you right. can probably, again, task load it, it, in some ways, uh, you're, you know. I give kids enough credit that they can listen to the teacher while their hands are idly keeping busy with something. And maybe that's actually a better way for some kids to, you know, again, I, I know nothing about neurodivergence and what that really means, but I hope we're at a point where we accept that, like, what we used to just call weird is, you know, everyone's weird to some extent. It's and just there needs different. to be room yeah. for that. Right. So I'm I'm probably making <laughs> making a lot more import out of fucking poppets than than they need uh so i guess this is good if it encourages that uh but it's very limited there's not much you can do with these things even the tiktok videos you watch them for 10 minutes i they're not that creative it's the same it's the same fucking video over and over again you know it's the same video half of them are nothing it's the same stupid annoying song uh the freezing the plastering whatever there's there's not a lot here so what do I think? Fine, whatever. Sure, this isn't bad. But like, this is an insignificant thing that will fade from memory in a vanishingly small amount of time. Good job. No, let's focus on popularity. Why is Poppets, why is it sweeping every continent on Earth with the exception of Antarctica? And but, but probably even a few of the um, research facilities. This is the number one yeah. thing on those Antarctica research facilities. Why is this so huge? Penguins are playing with Poppets. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know what pisses me off when people talk about polar bears and penguins together? Mm-hmm. Because well, it just uh, you know, happen. people know that. Uh, you're, I hear you. But anyway. That pisses me off. What's the thing like that that pissed me off this week? The you don't understand anything annoying thing. I don't remember what it was. Anyway, <laughs> there's a lot these days. Yeah. There's a lot. Yes. Uh, so, look, we're bored. We're anxious for a lot of reasons. Uh, so maybe it's the golden age of fidgeting. The golden age of fidgeting. Um, so a Ken, a Ken Burns limited series in 30 years yes, from now. Yes, exactly. 17 parts, the, the history of fidgeting. Fidget. Ken Burns. Yes. Uh, there's always something, you know, there's always something to be anxious about. And anxiety leads to boredom, I find, for some people, because you're avoiding things. And then, of course, you know, we're still in some form of lockdown, or at least those of us with brains. And these are very easy, easy and very pleasurable. You can buy these things everywhere. Uh, they're cheap. You know, these two bracelets caught. Well, one I stole from my niece, but the other one costs like three bucks. Uh, and it's pleasurable. It's an easy pleasure. And especially when you're anxious, easy pleasures are welcomed because they put less stress on you, right? So, again, why the fuck not? Why? <laughs> why not? I like that. Usually, Here's my a, answer to a you, lot of bro. our arguments come down to why dot 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 why not question mark it's true why not right it's exactly why not well something's gotta something's gotta be right right. it's gotta be the thing the pop it does exactly what it says it's gonna do you know it keeps your hands occupied with a rope task it's portable cheap and and you know i I should say up until i guess what i read one of the trends was that like it's the stores really got 
cashed out of these things because um, whether it's the TikTok thing, you know, they, they sort of started flying off the shelves. I'm sure it's changed now because that was like a year and a half ago whenever it really started. But I mean, you know, like anything else, the slime ingredients, there was a run on those things. You couldn't find Elmer's glue. You couldn't find all the whatever that borax, the borax is the real controlled substance. You couldn't find that shit for a while when people were put Control. together. Yeah, to go to the oh, DEA for that, yeah. <laughs> right, right. And and it's, so it's like, yeah, it's simple. And I guess, you know, the popular, it always makes me wonder in something like this, which really asks us to access a different part of our cultural experience than, say, listening to Alanis Morissette or I don't know. It this, it, you know, to go back to what it would be like to be Wait, five, was Alanis eight, Morissette a topic on this show? No, but she would have been if the show took place in 1995, yes. for sure. You, you, heard, you heard this new album, Jagged Little Pill? It's, a big, it's going to be a big deal someday. You know, th- there are certain things that are designed for kids that I look at and I wonder what kind of kid was supposed to play with this because this stuff looks like it's so, it's kind of like outside of my, I don't know, it's outside. When I was eight years old, I was playing with, um, you know, Transformers and G.I. Joes and stuff. But Masters of the Universe, Jesus, when I was seven, seven, eight years old, I was playing with He-Man figures. You know, and it's like something that you did one thing with, something that just was a one feature, a mono feature thing. Maybe this is something that like three or four year old Bill would want to squish with his little thumbs. But I just can't remember anymore. All I know is that now I look at it, I don't feel any kind of like, you know, uh, yen for this on some level that I can't explain, which would mean that this would be the thing I would have been playing with. I just there's so many layers and of, of strata of culture and, and refinement and education and whatnot and sophistication that gets thrown on top of it that obscures that want for something like this. So, I, you know, uh, you know, but it, it's like I that's all that's all uh, part and parcel of something else. It's like but I do think that it gets done that, you know, the point it's very simple. Going back to this, this elegant simplicity, it's funny because it was supposed to be a game, which I could see. Yeah. What was it called? Last one, last one lost, all something last like that. Last one He's lost, like, which does not sound like a game where you're just clicking poppets. No, it sounds like something that sailors do before the lifeboat yeah, sinks. You know, you're in a jungle or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's and I I uh, I. I I think that for these people to come up with something that this is most, it was supposed to be tic-tac-toe essentially. Each You just take turns pressing the thing until you get to the, you know, where's, who's, who's got. Uh, hours uh, of fun. Hours, hours of, of fun. fun. Yeah. And then for some reason, kids play with it for hours. They do tic-tac videos and it's just this weird piggyback effect, man. I don't know. So you're saying for you as a child, you were not a very creative player. Probably like not. Like you no. needed. You needed the story of He-Man and G.I. Joe and fucking Optimus Prime versus Megatron. Furnished. You did not spin out no. your own narratives with toys. No, I need the ones, the toys I liked the most were the ones that had the most Byzantine continuity. It was if the And if you the, followed the, that. Would you create your own adventures for like He-Man? Or would you just like reenact what you saw in the cartoon yeah because there was it was it was there was a boundary the boundary was that was like i couldn't fabricate beyond what they had already shown the characters doing so i know i couldn't spin new adventures because it's like i didn't know how to i didn't know i didn't like how what would he man do if you put him on a water planet or something it's like i don't know i didn't see that i mean this is what you do with play you make it up I didn't make it up. I we would recreate within the boundaries of what was furnished. Wow, to us you were not a creative kid. No, no, I wasn't. I didn't have the That's ability to sad, create. Sad, Bill. I'm sorry for fidgeting, but fidgeting's what I do. And one of these days, you stole my fidget. I'll explode all over you. Would you have liked this as a kid? So, if I heard you right, 
maybe when you were really little, but not by the time you were, say, my niece's age. Yeah, there's just not enough moving pieces. You know, there's a, there's a distinct lack of complexity, uh, uh, which which renders to me this thing. If you just said, uh, if you sent me a picture of this thing, I was like, oh, there's an artifact. There's a thing that I don't know what it does. I'm not quite sure what it's for. Is it the? Is it like the? Is it a? Is it a potholder? Is it a trivet that you put like a hot but pot it's of coffee not, on? It, but but it's not. See, this is the thing you're doing. You don't understand. It's not about thinking. You don't think about these things. You just do it. It's an idle thing. You just play with it while you're thinking about something else. I mean, yeah, occasionally you go. Oh, wouldn't it be cool if I did this? You know, two at the same time or whatever. But like, you don't. It's not about thinking, man. It's just about keeping yourself busy. Yeah, it's almost weird to call it a toy. Yeah, well, I mean, it's There's almost There's no like, creativity involved. Well, I mean, with the TikTok videos, but just playing with the poppet. Right. The TikTok videos You don't are, understand anything, Bill. No, I don't. I don't understand anything. You're right. Uh, no, it's like, and, and as I said, the, the really, the, the straight down the line thing is that I, I suffered, if you want to call it that, I suffered from a need for figures uh, with cars and weapons or, or video games where the point is that violence, you know, and murder is inflicted yes. on other people. And uh, like I'm, that, that those you that, could kill someone with one of these. You got to be creative though, which you can't do. So, but that level of the amount of moving parts that that was required for me to enjoy something as a kid, it, or at least having a narrative uh, foisted on it from without, was the big game changer. And again, having action figures, having Darth Vader's and uh, Cobra Commanders in my hand, and it's like, oh, I know the continuity. I know where Cobra Commander was. He's going to fight G.I. Joe on in this car, in this vehicle, with this plane. And it's like, I'm very comfortable inside that story. So so let me ask you, Bill, because we're really, we're analyzing Bill kind of psychologically here. When you would go outside to play, what would you do? Uh, I wasn't really an outside kid. I didn't, I didn't like Jeez. sports, you know? I didn't... Uh, I didn't like sports, but, but would you climb trees? Would you run around and... Pretend you were a Viking or all that shit that little boys do? Not Vikings per se. Uh, sometimes we would like take a piece of wood and like we would say that these are guns, for instance, and then right, we would play right. like, like war. Uh, okay. But not much more than that. That's about the outside of the kind of creative physical play we would do. Okay. It's yeah. not enough, man. You didn't climb trees? Every we, kid climbed trees. We, there, we didn't have trees to climb. They, they, they were not <laughs> built to do such things in our, in our, in our yard. <laughs> oh, that's sad. I had a tree uh, outside the house. I lived from the ages of 6 to 15, and I climbed up very high, I thought at the time, and carved Noah's tree into it with my new Swiss Army knife. And I was back in that town in New Jersey, at this point probably 10 years ago, and I visited, and it's still there. And it still says Noah's tree, but I was amazed how, like, it was so high. I mean, whatever. It was so high up back then, and now I could, like, touch it from the ground. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, how about that? Pretty cool. Pretty uh, yeah. kind of a magical but, moment. But I'm Should guess, have taken a photo. I'm guessing that there is some element of interest that this would have uh, in some way, if it pays off as an adult, that the young yeah. version of Noah, it would have actually been maybe therapeutic. Uh, yes. I mean, again, I, I don't know jack shit. If you are a psychologist and I'm full of shit. Please write you know, in. Yes. Please write in and send, tell me. Send, and a, send a letter with a, a stamp yes. and everything, yeah. Exactly. I, I Trust me. I, I know I'm full of shit about a lot of things. Uh, I think I really would have liked this as a little kid, right? I think I was too self-conscious by the time I was probably 13. I mean, I don't know. It definitely, if other kids my age were playing with it, that would have given me cover, you know? Um, but I definitely would be playing with them probably at any age at home. But in terms of school, I think I'd very much, um, by the time I'm 13, 
probably would have said this is little kid stuff. Yeah. Um, That's a but, kiss of death, man. That is a kiss of death. Right. That, that is that is the dividing line between the toys that get trashed and the toys you keep. Right. Well, it's not just little kid stuff. It's also, here's a key thing. If you look at most of the Poppet stuff, it's very colorful in a coded more for girls. Or, yeah, there's, or, that, there's that too. Yeah. The feminine identifying. And that was probably a bigger thing for me. You know, the the call it toxic masculinity if you want, but the I need to prove I'm a man. Uh, so I can't play with anything that's slightly girly. This was the reason, I, uh, one of the reasons I couldn't get into Steven Universe. And it's just a holdover that's all mine, but it, it seemed like it was coded, right. quote unquote, for girls. And I, I, I know that's, that's yeah. full of shit, but it's a holdover uh, I have in the old days, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm able to let that stuff go in a lot of, but I feel like there are topics we've done at this show that are, I mean, well, I guess you didn't, I'm thinking sex life, but you didn't like that. And it's definitely coded for Girls. Princess Elena, was it Elena of Avalor or whatever that was? Yeah, I'm trying to think what of our topics that were, uh, yeah, Ted Lasso wasn't coded for girls. Uh, I mean, uh, what did you really, you liked Zola, Zola. Yes, was, uh, you know, Zola was unsavory, it was dangerous, it, you know, it had yeah, female issues, it, but it was it was for everybody, right. you know, yeah. Uh, it probably wasn't that gender. Oh man, you loved Olivia Rodrigo. She's your favorite. It was huge. Right? Yeah, that was huge. Noah, tell me about the apocalypse. Is this a sign? Uh, is this a squishy, dimpled, popping sound of the apop- apocalypse? Apocalypse. Absolutely not. A, a, a poppet calypse, maybe. A poppet calypso, which is a new genre of music where you use poppets and you do the popping sound in a way that it sounds like calypso music. And then, yeah. uh, but as played by the four horsemen. And then the white, white British a, artists will steal that sound in the late seventies. Right. Yeah. A, a pocket calypso it's called a poppet calypso. Uh, no, this is, I mean, it's fads. It's a fad fads come and go. Uh, you know, again, I'll be shocked if this is still a thing in two months, five months, six months. I mean, they'll still sell these things, but there won't be a zillion TikTok videos and we won't be, people like us won't be doing podcasts about them. So no fads come and go. I mean, only if this doesn't go anywhere, will it be a problem? Yeah. I, it, still folks, 1999, Working on, when I was a music journalist, working on an article about Britney Spears, being pissed off because I hated it. And I said, we will not remember this woman's name in six months. I was wrong about that. And th- here we are. I think you meant world, six so. months on uh, Uranus, uh, the long, the d- durational of time and, and, you know, around yeah, the sun for another yeah. planet, a, a gas yeah, body talk of about, some sort. Let's talk about Britney Spears' music and my anus. That's uh, <laughs> not, not, not that many differences. Well, you know, th- th- this um, was created at, what, at 75, they said, I think, is when the original prototype struck, 74, 75. So, obviously, it was created outside of our cultural current apocalypse. It's funny, you know, when we wrote this... When we wrote this uh, schema for the show, it was just the apocalypse as in, oh, the worst thing that ever happened. And it's like, and then in the course of doing the show, the actual apocalypse happened a few times. So we had a literal apocalypse. No, that's that's not true. Well, you get what I'm saying. The Orange Goblin was president when we started this, right? Uh, was yes. he president yet? Yes, but there wasn't there wasn't necessarily an insurrection in the Capitol. There wasn't a pandemic. There wasn't an insurrection. There wasn't a pandemic. And there weren't. I yes. mean, yeah, the, the, this, the weather hadn't really burned and, and quaked and tossed Haiti 12 times. And yeah, there was a lot of things that had happened up to that. We, our first episode was December 16th. So yeah. 
He he was president elect. Yeah, that's true. Great. So now I, yes. I we're talking about it maybe as a symptom of the apocalypse, but I mean that's that's been so many things. I mean that doesn't count if if people get into it, like you know, the 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 anxiousness, the the uh, people wanting to do things with their hands, the sort of outlet of having a toy. Um, things picked up during lockdown, during quarantine pandemic lockdowns. And so this, this is just one of those things that was buoyed. It became a consumer article to bring into your house. That's why we're talking about it, but that's not why it was created, nor is it causing it. It's just something that people are looking for in an anxious age. And it's like, of course, during the Carter administration, there was anxiety, but this just wasn't used for that purpose then. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's just another thing that allows people to expend fidget energy. So, no, I mean, it's, it's not apocalyptic. It's not even a counter-apocalypse. It's just another object on Earth, you know? Is there any aspect of the rise puppets, the puppet TikTok phenomenon? By the way, folks, if you, if you need a new earworm, Watch a few TikTok videos and look for the ones with the simple dimple song. That thing will get stuck in yo head. Uh, so any any aspects of jealousy attending to the pop it the pop pop it nominon. Yeah, I, I actually yes. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to go back to the first bracket uh, that we talked about here. The uh, was it Theo and Aura, the Costers, the husband and wife. Um, in a way, it's almost like they're the, they're a character in a, a, a film or a novel. You know, some some weird. I don't know who could invent this. Like the, this husband and wife who were together for something like sixty years, and they were this married couple of inventors, and they did nothing but invent the entire time. And whether they not, they I don't know if they were completely successful financially, but it's like this was their passion. They had the ability to do this. I guess the two of them spurred on ideas between each other, and they created a few things that stuck. Um, and I've, I've always been fascinated by inventors. You know, it's like that doesn't mean you're a great businessman. It doesn't mean all the inventions are great, but it does mean that there's this particular part of your brain you can't shut off, right? It's like an enzyme that you produce, and and that's like you need to make things. And you're just you're always thinking about new configurations of stuff. You're being inspired by shapes by forms, by needs, by you know, all this thought. I, that's an incredible part of the human brain. Obviously, as you said, as you alluded to before, I don't have access to that. You give me a story, you give me G.I. Joe's, and I will replay that story. I don't invent new things necessarily. I can recreate things. You, did, you didn't even come up with a new story, a new adventure for G.I. Joe's. It's like something that conceivably be written into a G.I. Joe comic book as a new story. You didn't even do that? No, you I reenacted just, a fucking episode of G.I. Joe? I just don't think I, I felt like, oh, they've got guys who, who are written to do this. And it's like, that's their job. It's my job to live inside the wonder of the story they created I'm, for us. I'm, I'm surprised by this, Bill, because I've seen a lot of creativity from you. Those of you who don't know, Bill does a thing on Facebook. I don't know if it's on our social medias. I'm going to plug it now because I love it. He's a daily Cobra commander. And pretty much every day, he takes a screenshot from a G.I. Joe cartoon. It's always the cartoon. It's not the comic, It's the right? cartoon, yes. Of, of Cobra Commander, the villain who, you know, with the hindsight of time was pretty fucking comical. And he just puts like meme you know, impact font text over it of something ridiculous for Cobra Commander to say. Ridiculous and random. And, and it always puts a smile on my face. Half the time, it makes me laugh out loud. That's very creative, Bill. You are taking the characters out of their comfort zone, out of how they're written. So, like, you couldn't access any of that when you were a child, is what you're saying. No, that, that was something that I really was able to do more as I, as I um, 
I would say collegiate age, after high school, when I understood that, oh, you know what, I uh, can create things. I never, I never really intended to. I mean, I wanted to get into comic books and stuff like that. But um, right. yes, you did. You I wanted did. to be no, a writer. I, no, you I, wanted to be an artist. And I wanted to be an artist first, then a writer. And I realized, oh, I would have been a good editor as well. I really would have been more of a facilitator, uh, a good middleman. Um, but yeah, maybe like everything you're describing is this thread that goes into looking at these two people who, Jesus, they found each other, you know, and they created this thing. And and um, yeah, so I mean, I'm, I'm jealous of inventors. I mean, so part of it makes me feel like it's lost time for all the years as a kid where I just felt like it was embargoed from being creative, from thinking like I had the, the I was deputized, I could be deputized to be creative. Um, and then it's like, well, look at this, look, look at the other side of this. There are these people who just never stop, who could not be anything but creative. That was their thing. They were driven to do this actually I'm, and i'm jealous of that that's crazy are they any happier than i am i don't know maybe not but i'm just looking at a different human well they're dead now. maybe they're happier than <laughs> dead. that's true behind little tombstones they look uh, like uh, game game chits you know they they get their they get their eternal reward uh yeah the the uh hardcore christians are right um yeah i'm only jealous of the fact that fidgeting is arguably more accepted now because i was a fidgeter as a child and that 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 caused me problems, but I get to take advantage of it now. You know, I get to I get to embrace my need to fidget. So that's that's my only element of jealousy. You know, other than the usual, like I wish billions of TikTok. I I I, I got to get away from that view that I I wish everyone was talking to me in social media because you know a third of those people would be saying I'm a pile of shit. That's and true. And that would tear me apart. They would tell you so. you should be dead and raped as they do for most people. Yeah, exactly. Them, yeah. Yes, I'm I'm a I'm a libtard cuck. I was called a demon crat the other day. I, I forgot about that one. Were you I, doing your I, thing? I, your 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 um, your canvassing digitally? Is that what you're doing? Or yeah, I do a lot of political texting, and uh, I don't want to get too heavy. But I was we're, we're writing to voters in Virginia, just trying to get their opinion about abortion, and it was you know we were approaching it nonpartisanly, and someone said they were completely opposed to abortion. We still wanted to get their opinion, and you know of the people who actually engaged with me, a third of them were opposed to it. And whatever, fine, you know. I'm not I'm not going to worry about that. But yeah, the one a couple of people go off on rants and one person just by asking about it, they said abortion is a false word. It's really just murder and you are a demon crat. I love that demon crat. Maybe they meant a de- demonym. Maybe they used the wrong term, you know. I'm an American, yeah. A demonym. Uh yeah, so I'm not jealous and I don't know how that led me to demon crats. So there you go. Uh all right, Bill. So let's leave it uh on our final segment, so to speak. The frappéian scale. I was in New England on my vacation where they don't have milkshakes. They have frappés. Frappés, yes, exactly. Frappés, frappés, frappés. Uh, so this is where we take all 195 of our topics, Bill. 195. No, this is 194. Sorry, I take that. Back. Oh, that doesn't mean anything, yes. Uh, it's closer, I, it's closer to way, zero I have a new idea. Now. For what we should do for 200, man. Yeah. New idea, I'll tell you. Okay, let's hold let's, let's not Let's not put that on the air. Yep. Uh, so this is our 194th topic. So my question for you is, on the XYZ axis of all of our topics, positive, negative, where do puppets charts? Where do they come in on the charts this week? Keep your feet on the ground and your head above the Keep puppet. reaching for the stars and a fucking dead dog dedication. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, inside jokes, folks. Inside jokes. Uh, the, 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 the puppet, as it were, is boring to me, but relatively benign to the world. Um, 
I guess I guess I'm going to use the term benign here. Ultimately, I think it just creates more plastic garbage for the earth to choke on. Uh, maybe so in that respect, it's like squishies times acai bowls. Uh, somehow that that <laughs> mathematics works. You know, the, squish, the squishies were just again, it was pretty much the same thing, but in, in a in a circular form. You know, it was a thing you squish. These are better than squishies in my mind. These okay, are these could be better than squishies. They don't smell yeah. like anything other than plastic, and the squishies. Were they don't s- give me a stomach ache by inhaling their the noxious ga- the fumes. Ga- yeah, the toxic. Yeah. Ga- the the plastic uh, decay in real time right. was yeah yes. right, filling your house with of radon. The- of the two topics, which consist of things I stole from my niece, this is the better one. Right. And how many um, topics made you violently ill with stomach cancer? That's really the other question. I don't know. I'll wait till the, wait till the biopsy gets back. <laughs> uh, so here's where I put this. So this is, you know, really, this topic is a subset of an earlier topic. Yes. It's just fidget toys. Yes, right? it is. It is. Yeah. Uh, and ultimately, right. it's what so it kind of comes down to. Right. So, so maybe I'm wrong here, but I think subset, I think math. I will say this is, so if you're plotting it out, this is the square root of fidget toys. And then because it's not a great thing, I take that number and I subtract it from, do you know the last toy we looked at? Do you know what the last toy we looked at was? Uh, can you guess? I, can I guess? Because I had the list I could look, but if yeah. I'm going to guess. Don't uh, look at the list. Guess. Don't, don't Let's look make the, a game uh, of it. fuck. Uh, it was right before pandemic oh shit that's too long ago now um and i'm wrong this is 195 oh okay now what yeah, is what okay. is the last topic i'm sure the, the it was orbeez orbeez uh yeah i guess that's a toy yeah gelatinous gloopy, gloopy little spheres yeah right and i and i find orbeez to be a lot more creative than this so take the square root of uh fidget toys subtract that from orbeez and you arrive at Poppets, all right, and that I have I have reviewed that with my team of MIT mathematician PhDs, and they double check the figures and they have they have affirmed that to be mathematically correct. How is it that we both have uh, teams of uh, uh, engineers working for us discreetly from each other, two separate right. teams of engineers? Well, the budget of the big quiz thing is just so huge. The, uh, not the big quiz. Well, big quiz thing, but I don't get it is a is a sister company, the big quiz thing. Uh, the budget of I don't get it, the pop culture get off my long cast is so huge that we can afford just giant teams of thousands of people working day and night, think, 24 hours, analyzing, tanks, studying. Uh, think tanks. Pre- pre- yeah, a th- threat assessment, uh, all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes, yes. <laughs> Fixers, cleanup crews. <laughs> Bag men. Uh, uh, Bag hatchet men, hatchet uh, men hatchet men yes men no men we have no men yes men and no uh, men that is true the yes men and no men basically just sit in a room screaming at each other all day and earn a healthy salary uh, so I have a team like it uh, was well. a hoodsucker proxy they're trying to name the hula hoop and it's just some guys in, a, in right. an office coming up with, they're just spitballing names for each other they keep yeah. calling it the dingus ah the dingus what are we going to call the, the dingus. dingus you know for kids for kids yeah you know for um, kids <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, take us home, Mr. Skirt. Ah, that's an excellent idea. I'll do that. Uh, it says here in my notes, there's a section called Closer. I'm about to read from that now. Uh, so if you'd like to find past episodes of this show, look on Spotify. Find find services, audio, uh, audio visual or precious audio services like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and... Stitcher, no less. Tweet to us at Noah Stitcher and Bill Show. and Stitcher. Write to us, Noah and Bill don't get it at gmail.com. Give us a review on the aggregators. Uh, I, if you want to, if you want to uh, apply for a position with Scurry Industries, the big think tank I have, and we are, right now we need about roughly 2,000 engineers, so there's a vacancy. 
at William Scurry on Twitter is where I'm uh, looking for the first uh, submission form. Then we'll go to a more graduated process of the uh, interviews and whatnot. My video content is on uh, youtube.com slash amcaesar. And now Noah will uh, tell you how you can uh, apply to be part of his think tank. I'm actually going to say something serious. You've inspired me. Um, the big quiz thing, bigquizthing.com, America's finest purveyor of corporate and private trivia events, virtually, in-person, hybrids. And uh, you've inspired me, Bill. We are on the lookout for a, uh, a new member of our Quizmaster team. We have the finest Quizmaster team in America, a select group of the best trivia hosts there are. And we need someone on the ground here in the Bay Area with me, um, someone who's experienced with uh, team building, event hosting, uh, corporate entertainment. Uh, hosting trivia is a big plus. Uh, previous hosting trivia, you will be hosting trivia here, but not a requirement if you are skilled with other forms of improv, team building, etc. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. So go to bigquizthing.com. Check out uh, more about that job posting on our LinkedIn page. And uh, just learn more about the Big Quiz Thing and how you can bring the trivia magic to your event at bigquizthing.com. Oh, and one, one important programming note. I'm actually uh, making my first trip to the United States next week. Um, so, nice. Yeah, we were, we were like, we just skipped an episode because Noah was traveling. And uh, we are unfortunately going to have to skip the next episode, too, because I will, right. be, I will be out of the pocket. So we will return, right. return in two weeks hence with uh, some more. For 196. One, 196. Yeah. That's true. Oh, by the way, you, you filled the position of a trivia boot black because I know that was open for a long time <laughs> that's that was trivia trivia smithy we're having a little trouble with <laughs> trivia trivia boot black trivia who is the guy that trivia helped? town crier that's a trivia squire who would help the night squire. off the horse right that was the squire yeah yeah trivia uh ladies attendants the right. woman who who who, who uh, buttons the buttons backwards? Uh, yeah. who, who's the guy that helps when when a baron is putting on his jacket? He brushes the shoulders with a small brush, like a valet. Oh, that's the a valet, I valet believe. Valet or yes. uh, yeah, a, ba- uh, a Batman. Uh, they call it a Batman in some cases. They actually. call it a Batman. Yeah. Do you know that the city of Melbourne, Australia, which I visited yes. and is great, it's named after was you. founded by? No, it was founded by a man named John Batman. Uh-huh. And I, I actually spent a little time in Batman Park, which, uh-huh. by the way, really missing a trick by not having a big statue of Batman there. You think so, right? But they almost called the city Batmania. How oh, awesome would that be? Man, I would, we would definitely be doing the show from there. Absolutely. They should just call it Gotham City. That would be awesome. <laughs> um, All right, everybody. Uh, until, All right. Until the next wonderful episode. We don't, we don't get, get it. it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2021.